We are in week two of our Manger Things series. How many of you guys are a big fan of Stranger Things? You've seen Stranger Things. How many of you guys are just like, meh, it was all right? Really? How many of you guys are like, I didn't like it at all? How many of you guys are like, I've never seen it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. We've got a little bit of everyone in here. That's all right. That's all right. Well, here's the deal. Uh, if, you're, if you're aware or not, it's all about Christmas. So that's what we're talking about. So uh, welcome to Emerge tonight. We're glad you're here. If this is your first time here, we're glad you're here. If this is your hundredth time here, we're glad you're here as well. Uh, I want to encourage you guys like I do every single week. Uh, take notes. Write some things down. Who knows what God could speak to your heart and who, what God could speak to your life because note takers are history makers. And note takers, go to heaven. Once again, disclaimer, not true. Not true. Um, so, look at the person next to you. Give them a high five. Say, I'm glad you're here tonight. In your maroon pants. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, hey, guys. Good news. We're getting closer to Christmas break. Anybody excited for that? Huh? There's ten days. Who's got less than ten? Nine and a half. To be exact. Oh, yeah. Green Valley gets half a day on, on that day. So, so we're glad. Uh, so, once again, since it's, it's the Christmas season, we're kicking off this series, or we're in week two of this series called Manger Things. Because, it, cause listen, listen. If you really look deep into the birth of Jesus, into his life here on, on planet Earth, it was a strange occurrence. It was a different thing. It was something that it's, it's, it's not how things normally happen. And, and it's, it's a great thing. And, and you, you see Jesus, he's the son of God. And he could have came to the earth and just like, like how Superman came from Krypton to, to earth. And like in a, in a uh, what was the thing he came to earth in? Where's my comic people? Okay, spaceship. We don't, we don't need a, a spherical thing. Came straight to earth and he just was the man. See, listen, listen. Jesus could have done that. He could have showed up that way and he could have just dominated and he could have taken over. But no, Jesus came to earth in the form of a baby. And, and, and um, he came in a very strange and a very peculiar way. You could say it was upside down. Um, but so tonight we're going to we're going to dig deep and we're going to talk about a little bit about the history and the life of Jesus. How many of you guys were here last week? Who remembers what we talked about last week? His his weird family, right? Yeah, his weird family that he came from and how what kinds of people were in his family? There were prostitutes, there were killers, there were what? We got anything else? Kings? Murderers, Arkansas people, um, but anyways, but once again, I'm glad you're here tonight. Who, who loves Christmas? Who like Christmas is your favorite holiday? Like it's the best. Yeah. Same here. I, I love everything about Christmas. I even love, I don't love I don't love driving to the mall, but I like being in the mall at Christmas because I like to people watch. 
Like, how many people watchers do we have here? Like, dude, you just go and park on a bench somewhere, and you'll see the most amazing creatures. I mean, people that you've ever seen in your life, and it's it's wonderful. It's great. I, I love to people watch. I don't get to do it as much. Uh, when, when you're a parent, you don't get to people watch as much because you're watching your kids and you're like, don't get lost. And they get lost. Um, so you, you're watching your kids. You don't get to watch people as much. But I, I enjoy it. I love it so much. Um, and and I, love, uh, I love the lights that people put up. I love the decorations. I love everything about Christmas. I, I like who, who like Christmas movies. Anybody? Like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Elf, Christmas Vacation, A Wonderful Life, Home Alone, one, two, or three, or four. Okay. The Grinch, the old school Grinch or the new Grinch? The Jim Carrey version? Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. But I think of Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. But I, when you think about Christmas, like, you... Do you think of like some of the greatest memories that you've had and, and all the great memories around Christmas? Because, you know, listen, listen, you know, growing up around Christmas is when you get to see family members and you get to spend time with family members that you don't always get to see and you don't always get to spend time with. Like some of the greatest memories are from Christmas and, and Christmas is just the greatest it's the best. And I, and I think there's something unique about that time of year that, that makes our memories a little bit stronger. Like, have you guys ever noticed that? It's like some of your, you could think back and you can remember a lot of past Christmases, but you can't maybe remember a lot of past Memorial Days or whatever it is, you know, other holidays. You know, like, oh, I remember, yeah, that was the Christmas I got the jellies and I hated it. You know, that's a long story. I've told it a hundred times. I'm not doing it again. Okay, I probably will. But, but like, have you got, you you know you've got you've got stronger memories of Christmas, and like maybe your your Christmas memories seem to stick with you a little bit uh, from uh, like they don't stick as as well as other times of the year. Like I, I'm not maybe for some of you guys too. It's it's not always just happy memories. Like maybe some for some for some of us, Christmas is a difficult time of year. Maybe it's it's the first Christmas that you have without a loved one. Like, like the 4th of July never makes anyone depressed. Like, no one ever falls into, like, an Easter funk. Like, no one ever, like, like but if you were to talk, I, I would imagine, though, if you were to talk to a counselor, they'll tell you that millions of people become very depressed around the Christmas holiday. And, and but what is it about this season? It just makes us remember things. It makes us remember people, and we take more we take more pictures at this time of year. And maybe it's maybe it's something in the turkey that causes our memory centers to activate and to charge, and whatever it is, some of our strongest memories revolve around Christmas. And I love the story. If you brought your Bible tonight, we're going to go to the book of Luke, and, and kind of like last week, um, I'm going to ask you guys to hang with me. Because I'm going to read a pretty good, decent little chunk of, of scripture here. So I'm going to ask you to listen. I'm going to ask you to pay attention. Don't mess around with the people next to you. If you want to read along, it's going to be on the screen. But it's in Luke 2, starting in verse 7. And, and we're just going to read a, a small section of the story of Christmas. And, and I love this. This is obviously one of my favorite stories. Because that's what, it's kind of what it's all about. And so, um, so here we go. We're going to start in verse 7. 
And it goes like this. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. I got to imagine if you are sore afraid, you're pretty afraid. Like, I don't even know what sore afraid is. Have you ever got scared so bad that every muscle on your body tenses up? And you're like, afterwards, you're like, oh, like, I need one of those massage chairs. Um, I would imagine that's kind of what this was probably like. So verse 10, and the angel said unto them, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a, uh, there, There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And then it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And I want you to catch this because the last three verses in this passage are, are the ones that we're really going to focus on tonight. Verse 17. When they had seen him, <clears throat> they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed uh, at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. See, I think these, these passages gives us two excellent ways that we can and that we should respond to Christmas in this Christmas season. And I want to ask you guys tonight, I'm not going to speak for very long. Uh, and so I'm just going to ask you, please don't be, don't be a distraction. Don't be messing around to the, with the people near you. Uh, just catch and just to hear what we're saying tonight. And then just hopefully prayerfully that it just kind of speaks to your heart. Here we go. So the first thing, the first thing I want you to know, the first thing you got to write down, the first thing that you remember is, is spread the word. And in verse 17, it says this, when they had seen them, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. See, what's going on is these shepherds, they came and when they realized what had happened, when they realized what was going on, they knew that they had no choice but to go and tell everyone who could possibly listen what God had done. Everyone who could possibly listen about what, what, what just happened, about what just took place. They, they witnessed God himself, the creator of everything, the stainer, sustainer of the universe in human form as a baby, as a child. And, and, and you guys have probably heard this explained before, and, and, and it may not ring true to a lot of you guys. You may not quite understand it, but I guarantee one of these days you probably will. But you've probably heard a lot of people say something about how they never truly understood God's love until they became a parent. Have you guys ever heard someone say something like that? Okay. And, and, and you may be getting, like, I've heard pastors and I've heard people and I've heard all kinds of people say something like that. And before I was a parent, I was like, 
here we go again. Like, we're going to do this again. Like, talk about, okay, whatever. Like, I, I, this makes no sense. Until one day, I got it. I understood it. And 14 years ago, uh, Jackson was born. And like our first kid. And, and I was holding him in the hospital just like hours afterwards. And, and Kristen was asleep. There were no nurses in the room. Nothing was going on. It was just me and Jackson just sitting there. And he was wrapped up in this little tight little like a cocoon. And, and I looked down and like you could see his little toes wiggling. And I had two thoughts. First thought was, I could bite that pinky toe clean off. I know. Weird. Because it's like, it's like a little nub. It's the cutest, coolest little thing. And my second thought was this. My second thought I had was so weird, I know. My second thought was like, what am I doing? Like seriously, like for, I, you, could, you could ask Kristen, four months afterwards, after we even like... Long story, but like they, I'm like, when we got to leave the hospital, I was like, they're going to let us keep this thing? Like, are, do they, they sure they know what they're doing? I have no idea what, I don't know how to be a dad. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't, I've never changed diapers. By the way, the first poop is pure charcoal. It's black. Anyways, all babies. I know you needed to know that. Um, but like, I was like, I can hardly take care of myself. Now I got to take care of this thing and I don't, you, I don't know how to hold it. I know you got to like hold the head just right and you got to do th- things. You got to feed them and they, they got to eat somehow. And like all this, the strangest stuff. And, and it's like, I, I don't even know how to take care of myself. And the great thing about Jesus is that he came, he, he went out of his way and became a weak and tiny and helpless baby because of his love for us. And, and, and this is like, and, and just like for, for me, like this surge of emotion just kind of came over for me. And, was, and I was like, this is how Jesus came for us to save us in, in the form of a baby, in the form of a child. And I want you to catch this tonight in Philippians 2, 6 and 7. It says this, Jesus, who being in the form of God, Thought it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Like here, here's the deal: he could have came down to have to earth here as God and like had immediate street cred, like could have immediately taken over, but he didn't. And it goes on to say this: and he took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. See, I was, I, I was overwhelmed that God loved me enough to become a tiny, helpless little person. That, that I was sitting there and holding my son. And, and if, if, if you know Jackson, you know he's definitely not a divine being. You know, he's not holy. Uh, but like... I'm sorry, my son. You are wonderful. <laughs> um, but the shepherds, they show up. And they got to see. And they got to touch. And they got to worship God. The Son of God. 
And and I, and I really think that verse 17, it's kind of an understatement. When they're saying spread the word, it, it, I think that just kind of barely covers what's going on. Like, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm, I'm a person who believes that our Savior is coming to earth and he's the Savior of the world. I, spread the word doesn't even begin. I, I'm, I'm tweeting. I'm snapping. I'm digging up Facebook. I, I'm, go, I'm going back to, to MySpace. Like, I'm going to every form I can. I'm texting everyone I know. I'm calling everyone I know. I'm making billboards. I'm making signs. And I'm like, Jesus is here. Our Savior is here. And, and he's going to take over the world. I'm so excited. The Christ is here. Our Savior has been born. And, and just imagine, like, a couple thousand years later, that, that story of Jesus may be even a little bit more familiar to us. But it's, it's no less miraculous. It's no less wonderful. It's no less uh, about our Savior coming as a child and then growing to show us and to teach us and to, to show us the way to live. But, like, how could we do anything but spread the word that God loves you and me so much? That he's willing to become a helpless baby so he could save us. The second thing I want you to know and write down is this, is to treasure and ponder. Treasure and ponder. The second example is this passage and, and um, it gives as a way to respond to Christmas. And, and it's in verse 19. It says this, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Like, I know the author of this book, Luke, like he, he sums up somehow everything that's going on, everything that just happened, everything that's going on in Mary's head in 13 little words. Oh, you know, I, I just had my first child. It was miraculous. It was given to me, put into my body by the Holy Spirit, not even by a man. And and I just had my, my first child who who... Like, and he was born in a barn among these animals. And, and after traveling on a donkey for, for a week straight, by the way, if, if you ever um, are, are pregnant, ladies, or, or guys, if you ever have a pregnant wife, traveling, not cool. Not cool, especially with, with a very pregnant woman um, in a car. Imagine, imagine traveling for days on a donkey. You're going to hear all about that. Couldn't you have gotten a better donkey? Like, this, this thing smells terrible. Are you going to hit every pothole on the road? Like, it's, it's, it's like, seriously. It's, but after all this, being born in, in, in a barn and being given birth to the Savior... Yeah, I would say 13 words about do it. I'd say that that sums it all up. I think a lot of times that we get, we, we could kind of understand the treasure part of this. Like we're really great at treasuring memories. We're really good at creating memories and creating moments. And like we're, we're positioned just right in our Instagram stories. And like we're, we, 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 we takes 15 pictures to get that one or more. 
And like we position and we treasure these things. We have these memories. We got photos and we got moments and we have these memories. We get what it means to treasure. But what about ponder? So Luke, he's very careful to describe Mary's response to what has just happened to her, both treasuring and pondering. See, the word in our Bible translates ponder. I know you guys were so eager to hear this and to understand this, but I want you to know. The word, the word our Bible translates to ponder is the Greek word symbolo. Yeah, just like that. And this word, it's only used five other times in the New Testament. But this is the only time, and it's the only um, one, one person symboloing, if you can add an ing on the end of that, if you will. Like the word, it's also translated con- conferred or planned. It's also used to describe the meeting of a king with his family, with, with his military advisors before going to war. And here we have Mary symboloing, host, hosting a conference of ideas about what just happened in her head. <clears throat> See, I, I wish that Luke would have given us a little bit more than 13 words here. I wish he would have given us a little bit more detail, expound on that a little bit more. And maybe he could, uh, maybe he could have even included like a chart. So okay, here's where we started, and then here's you know like I'll even take a pie chart. But maybe he he could have expounded on that a little bit for us all to just kind of understand to help us wrap our brains around what is just going on, what happened. Maybe she was trying to say her to herself. Maybe she was trying to figure out herself the fact that Joseph didn't even break our engagement. That's a treasure. The fact that a group of shepherds I've never even met before showed up to meet my baby after he was born. Like, we don't have all the insight, but I, but I like to speculate. I, I like to get a good idea that the the thing that she was having to wrap her brain around was that because of this baby, she had gone from a, a just a young girl to an heir of God. If we could have our, our band go ahead and come back up. I told you I wasn't going to preach for very long tonight. But I want you to look, if you got your Bible, in Second Peter 2, 9 and 10. It says this, But you... Talking to God's people, talking to us. You are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. See, because of Jesus... Mary, even herself, who had never even been worthy of God's mercy, suddenly was. That's something to ponder for sure. That's something to think about for sure. And that's also an amazing memory, an amazing thing for us to treasure. See, there's lots of things in this life that I can't figure out. Like how you do the thumb and the finger thing and you're like, I don't know. Blows my mind. But, but the biggest thing, I know, that's stupid. 
But the biggest thing is that why would God love me? I'm so insignificant. I'm so unimportant. Uh, that's that's something that that I'll never really truly grasp. Uh, I've got I've got several many Christmas memories that that I treasure, but none of those even compare to the memory of the day when I accepted Jesus into my life. That's the memory. That's the moment. That's the time that I treasure the most. And and, and because of Jesus. I'm chosen by God. And he considers me to be a part of his royal family. And I told you guys this last week. My family, like, we we come from from Tennessee, from a a group of bootleggers and horse thieves. And and on my mom's side... um, that there one cool thing we have a Cherokee Indian chief in our uh, history, which, but like other than that, yeah, you might be part of my family. Um, but like you know, thinking about it, like you're just like, I, I come from this, and and it's my life's a mess, and, and everything, nothing seems to go right at times, and but because of of what Jesus has done. Because of that, that moment and that memory that I, I accepted him into my life and I, and I asked him to be a part of my life and the Lord and the leader of my life. That moment is the moment I hold up here that I treasure more than anything. God calls me a part of his family. He says I'm saved. He gives us his mercy. He gives us his hope, his peace, his joy. There's so many of us in this room, I can tell tonight, you need some joy in your life. You need some peace in your life. You need some hope in your life. That's a memory to treasure. So so this Christmas, I want to challenge you guys. May we be like those shepherds who we go out and we spread the word. We tell everyone, anyone and everyone, This is God. This is what he's done in my life. This is how he's changed me. This was the moment where I followed him and I never looked back. Like this was the time that that I was down and hopeless and and without without hope. and, And he came to my life and gave me hope. He gave me a future. He gave me a purpose. And then... I want to challenge you too to treasure and to ponder. To treasure and to hold tight those things that God has done for you and to think about that and to ponder that and to 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 put that into your heart and into your mind and not let that be something that like, ah, oh, that was last week. Oh, that was that was years ago. No, God can still do those things in your life right now. So tonight with everyone's Heads bowed and everyone's eyes closed. I just want to take this moment and and uh, and just pray and and just ask you tonight. Maybe you're here tonight and uh, maybe you're new here. Maybe you've been here lots of times, but tonight 
this Jesus that we talk about, you, you don't even quite understand it all. It, you know, you, you've grown up being taught about Santa Claus and, and all that fun stuff. But really, the point of it all is Jesus. And tonight you're here and maybe you're like, I, I don't quite even understand all this, but I know, I know that I need Jesus in my life. I know that I need him to be a part of my life and the leader and the Lord of my life tonight. If that's you, no one's looking around. That's you. You would say, that's me. I I need Jesus in my life. Would you just raise a hand? 